Hey, Tyler. What's up? What's the most food you've ever eaten in one sitting? Oh, I've got a story for you. <laughs> Cannot wait. <laughs> so college, you know, as, as you do in college, there was a um, restaurant that was hosting an all-you-can-eat wing night. <laughs> And so me and my friends prepared for this wing night, you know, so I was, I was doing all the methods ahead of time. I was eating the big meal the night before and then small like granola for breakfast and things like that. that take a while to process. I've never your body heard of is this ready method, for dinner. But... Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta stretch the stomach first the night before. The milk? Did you add milk? <laughs> I, did, I did not have milk. Okay. Um, but yeah, so you stretch the stomach before and so then you drink a lot of water throughout the day, but then nothing three hours before you eat your big meal. So it's like a Joey Chestnut type oh, absolutely. of Absolutely. You got to be ready for this. Yeah. So, wow. so we go in, go to this restaurant. And so the deal is it came with fries and celery, and then they would bring you out 12 wings at a time. And you could just keep going until you're, you're done. You didn't even touch the fries. Well, no. So we made the deal that we had to eat all the fries and celery as part of the competition. Yeah. So I've got those and I ate 75 boneless wings. <laughs> Boneless, boneless wings, chicken nuggets, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, so we had and every time, you know, they're bringing different flavors because I want to get tired of the same thing. But me and my one roommate kept going head to head until we got there to the final end, and and I, I beat him at seventy five. Wow. Yeah. What happened after? Oh man, it was terrible. <laughs> I did. I didn't eat for over twenty four hours after that. It was pretty much in a food coma for <laughs> for the rest of the weekend. But it was worth it. That's awesome. That's awesome. What about you? Uh. I don't know if you know this. I worked at Red Lobster. Oh, Red Lobster, really? Yeah. I don't think I've heard that. Yeah. They do this thing <laughs> uh, every fall called mm-hmm. Endless Shrimp. It's a great time. It's about yeah. the only time you ever want to go to Red Lobster if yeah. you're a customer. Mm-hmm. Um, and people and people, <laughs> people will prepare, much like you, uh, <laughs> you for got a to. long time. Hey, you got to. If you want to get your money's worth. Endless Shrimp. <laughs> so I would get a discount and could get up to eight people mm-hmm. on my discount. Okay. Um, and so I took a bunch of friends from seminary and we went to have endless shrimp Mm -hmm. one time. And, uh, the most shrimp that I ate, we pretty much only ate grilled. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it was the opposite of you and it was all the exact same. Yeah. 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 So we didn't do like the shrimp scampi or Uh fried shrimp or any of that. I mean, that'd be tough though. If you're going purely on numbers, you got to go grilled. Yeah. (laughs) It's all the butter. Yeah. (laughs) So it was just straight up grilled shrimp. And um, I actually ate 87 wow. shrimp. Yeah, okay. Uh, well, I mean, they're not the size of a sure, you know, boneless but still, wing, that's like but your own private platter of yeah, shrimp. <laughs> yeah, a lot, of, a lot of shrimp. I felt so sick. But two of my roommates went head-to-head, and the guy who won had 220. Oh, oh my gosh. He over-doubled you. <laughs> oh, my gosh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We had some dudes that could eat. So it was... Oh, we felt so sick. We we oh, went and got wild. ice cream afterwards. Yeah. Oh, we good, just needed good. Yeah, something you need more else. Food. Yeah, you just had to have <laughs> something else because it was miserable. Oh, so most food. Yeah, two hundred shrimp. That's nuts. <laughs> well, hey everybody, welcome to Weekly Hope. This is Pastor Chris Renfro with Tyler Joiner. What's up? And we're so glad to have you joining us as we're in week four of our series called The Word of the Lord. Uh, so a little recap of this series, we started off the first of the year in a Bible reading plan and encouraging our church to read through the Bible together because we believe that the Word is powerful, that's living and active in our lives. And so we talked about why it matters, and then we looked at uh, who does God speak to and said that God speaks to people of personal faith uh, who believe in Him, not borrowed faith. And then last week we talked about how to hear and read the story of Samuel in 1 Samuel 3. 
And today we were in the book of Jonah, and we talked about running from God and what, what does it look like when God asks us to do something that we don't want to do. Mm. And so we kicked it off with a, with a German proverb that I really liked that said, what is the use of running when we're not on the right road? No matter how much effort we expend in travel, our efforts are wasted if we're, heading, if we're not heading in the right direction. So Tyler, I was going to kick it over to you and just talk a little about like, what does it look like to have a spiritual life that's heading in the right direction? And maybe the, some of the dangers of, you know, feeling like you're, you're trying hard, but you're just, you're running on the wrong path or going down the wrong road. And so you have any thoughts on that? No, definitely. I, I think it's a, a great point. One of the um, just things that you shared that I'd never really put together with the story of Jonah is actually how far he ran the opposite direction. I thought it was really fascinating to see just the measurements and miles of where he was supposed to go versus where he did go. Yeah. I thought that was really yeah. interesting. Went down to Joppa and yeah. then over to Tarshish, yeah. which is a really hard word to say like yeah. seven yeah, times yeah, yeah. in that message, uh-huh. Tarshish. Yeah. But yeah, it's like 2,500 sure. miles. Crazy. Yeah, uh, I did not he, know that. He was, he was uh-huh. flying in the opposite direction, yeah. where Nineveh was like a 550-mile mm-hmm. journey. Yep. from Java, so pretty but, funny. Yeah. yeah, no, definitely. Obviously a little side note, but just found it interesting. Um, but yeah, with honestly just even discerning the word of the Lord and what his direction in our lives, I think is something that can be oftentimes pretty difficult and confusing in and of itself, let alone um, just seeking after what he truly has for our lives. You know, right now, uh, recently married, and so I think in many ways that helps just me see more of a, a vision of, of ways in which I'm not running towards the Lord when you have somebody that's in and of your life every single day, you know, just helping with that process. Um, so yeah. I think just the relating to the story of Jonah, I find to be really easy to do because I think it's easy to look at your own life and see ways in which you want to run totally the opposite direction. Yeah, no, that's really, really great. Um, Having a spouse yeah. really helps with pointing out oh my those gosh. sorts yeah. of things. <laughs> yeah. More than I ever thought it would. Yeah. I'll tell you a story. This is uh, to my own embarrassment. It was a few weeks ago. Uh, I don't really play like games anymore. Mm. I don't really, I just, it's been years since I've yeah. done any of that. Um, but a couple of weeks ago, I was like playing a game uh-huh. on my computer. Yeah. And Catherine looked over at me and she's like, What are you doing? I was like, I'm just playing a game. And she's like, Huh. Well, that can't be healthy. <laughs> oh my like, gosh. All right, I'm going to go ahead and close my computer <laughs> and not play this game ever again. <laughs> and I was like, well, you pointed that one out to me, so there we go. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One of the things that we asked, or, or that we said our main goal for, uh-huh. for the uh, message was just to answer this question. Yeah. Is, that, is there anything that God has asked me to do in my life mm. that I'm running from? Mm. And... Uh, hoping that people that are people can identify, mm-hmm. um, you know, those areas that God calls us to to follow His will or His mm-hmm. word, um, where He's speaking into our lives and into our into our uh, spirit through yeah. His spirit to yeah, say yeah. like, "Hey, this is what I want you to do." And what I find interesting is like, I mean, it's it's not a one size fits all type of thing. I mean, sure. God speaks to us all in different ways mm-hmm. uh, of like calling us to do things, yeah. and so. You know, it may be for somebody like taking a step of baptism, mm-hmm. um, or it may be for another person like, okay, I'm going to become a full time missionary yeah. and I'm going to actually go overseas. Um, but it's not like every person has to be a full time missionary. So it's like, what is the Holy Spirit speaking mm-hmm. to you and calling you to do? And so um, 
we talked a couple of the main points mm-hmm. from the message uh, this week was how Jonah and really misunderstood uh, the word of God mm-hmm. and what God was calling him to do and like his response to it. Yeah. And then misunderstood the love of God. Mm-hmm. And so we said, you know, we see, we'll see and learn from Jonah is that he has a wrong response to the word of God. And I'd say primarily this verses one through three of chapter one, where he he runs in the opposite direction. Yeah. And so we had a couple of sub points under that. Um, but we just didn't know if there was anything under that um, that stuck out to you, Tyler, sure. or that you know you thought was was beneficial. Yeah. So I'll I'll just share the three kind of points that you you had from the Sunday, which was running from God. Um, we see that Jonah missed out on fellowship. That running from God had consequences in his life, and that it affected others. Yeah. Um, we see this great in this message of Jonah, and we. I personally, it's like I can look at each one of those and see how that would be the case for me. I mean, we have community group that's on a very weekly basis, and that's something that is just ingrained in the schedule of who we are and, you know, what we're doing. But there's times where life is busy, and it's very tempting to not want to even go do one of those things. But every time I'm reassured leaving it, how sweet fellowship is. And so I see even just on like a small scale piece of my own life how those small levels of, of obedience are the things that I can track over my life to see um, how the Lord has used to strengthen my relationship with Him. Yeah. I love this Charles Spurgeon quote. Mm. Uh, man, it's fantastic. Yeah. I think it's from morning and evening. Um, and he said, when we serve our Lord as believers should, our God is with us. Mm. And though we may have the world against us, if we have God with us, what does it matter? Mm. But the moment we start back and seek our own intentions, we are at sea without a pilot. Mm. Unless you wish to have all the waves and billows rolling over your head, you will find in the long run that it is far harder to shun the work and will of God than to at once yield yourself to it. And uh, man, that has just stuck with me all week. Yeah, that's <laughs> really just, good. Uh, just such a, such a great reminder mm-hmm. uh, that it, it is far harder in the long run to shun the work and will of God to, yeah. than to yield yourself at once to it. Mm. So, uh, One of the other things that uh, just stood out to me was how running from God affects our relationships with others, and yeah. it affects others. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, just this thought or idea that like, man, God, when He's calling you to do something and you actually follow through on it, there is a blessing to the people around you like mm. that are in your proximity yeah. by you doing what God's called you to do and asked you to do. And mm. so... It may be a blessing that they see what it looks like for somebody to actually walk with the Lord and mm-hmm. to, to do what He commands us to do, and uh, they see a, a godly example of a person's life. Or there's, there's like the obvious blessing of having a, a parent or mm-hmm. a mom or a dad who's pursuing the Lord and like mm-hmm. the impact and, a, and effect that that has on kiddos, or a roommate who's yeah. like, all right, yeah, instead yeah. of this... Instead of fighting about every little thing, like I'm just gonna live at peace, sure. and I'm going to do my best to like walk in forgiveness and like just not be uh, selfish, mm-hmm. you know, and like the blessing that that is to roommates or friends or others around us, and so mm-hmm. um, and just thinking through like what what would it look like for the people around me for me to do what God's asking me to do, mm-hmm. and how does that affect them? Yeah, because uh, it's never in a negative way, sure. <laughs> you know, yeah, when definitely. you're when you're actually following through and walking with the mm-hmm. Lord. So we had the second main point, um, which was that. Uh, that Jonah had a wrong understanding of the love of God. Mm-hmm. And you get to the end of the book of Jonah, and you know Nineveh repents, and yeah. they uh, turn back, and the, and the Lord like relents from destroying them, mm-hmm. as he could have. And you see that 
Jonah's like just ticked about it. Yeah. He's like, I knew this would happen. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, see, I told you, God, if I went and preached, <laughs> then you wouldn't do it. And he wanted them to like be destroyed. Sure. <laughs> and how how easy it is to miss out on uh, our own sin yeah. and like you know think that we're somehow more deserving of God's love or grace than than other mm-hmm. people around mm-hmm. us. So, was there anything that stood out to you? You know, yeah. just from that thought or idea. Sure. Yeah. No. I mean, I think it's one of the most like humbling stories in Scripture to read something that's really as short as it is, being four chapters, but just to see like the resilience of a man not wanting to do the Lord's work and him still, against all odds, you know, make his will known. Uh, one of the things that's just amazing to me, and we had evangelism training this Sunday, which I know we'll probably touch on a little bit at the end here, but uh, just one thing in in Jonah that I find amazing is the message he gives to save the Ninevites is one of the shortest messages <laughs> yeah. he could have possibly said. Yeah. I mean, he gave the bare minimum. <laughs> like, the Lord's going to destroy yep. you in 90 days, said, yeah, goodbye. <laughs> yeah, 40 days, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. <laughs> and they fell to their knees in worship of him. It's, it is... Like, what? What? No! Yeah. Like, yeah. But what must we do to be saved? He's like, no, nah, I'm not going to tell you. But you're going to be overthrown 40 days. <laughs> and it, but it's amazing, because, like, yeah. I don't know. I, I think if there's any confidence you can have in yeah. sharing the gospel with people, it's that you can do a better job than Jonah. Yeah. And with that, the Lord will bless it, you know? Yeah, I can use it's, it. It really is. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, we close, and we just said it all points back to Jesus, yeah. you know, and that, that Jesus accomplished God's word in John 14, 24. You know, Jesus said, whoever does not love me does not keep my words, uh, and the word that you hear is not mine, but the Father who sent me. Hmm. And then we see that Jesus embodied God's love in John 15, 9. Jesus said, as the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. And ultimately, we see that Jesus is the greater Jonah. Yeah. Uh, far greater than Jonah's meeble efforts sure. or a non-desire to do what God wanted him to do. I love the thought that there's this little passing note in in chapter 1 where it's like, the, the storms come and Jonah is asleep in the in the bottom of the boat. And I was like, man, I just immediately thought of Jesus uh-huh. being asleep in the bottom of the yeah. boat in the storm, you know? And um, and I was just thinking about, man, it took Jonah's, you know, being thrown overboard to calm yeah. the waves, mm-hmm. but Jesus is like, just uses his words. Yeah. And uh, and we see that, you know, Jonah's in the belly of the whale for three, yeah. three days. It takes and him three Jesus... days before he finally prays to the Lord and <laughs> says, fine, I'll do yeah. what you asked. Salvation belongs to the Lord. <laughs> All right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then in Matthew 12, you know, Jesus directly refers to that, uh, referring to himself and uh, just how how neat that is. And Mm so, and then Jonah, you know, reluctantly sharing the the message of God's coming judgment, but Mm -hmm. Jesus sharing the hope of God's love Mm -hmm. in in such a a better way for us to know and understand. Mm -hmm. So I just, I, I love that. I love how it points to Jesus, the life, death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, which is what we always talk about. We closed and we just said, you know, would you pray this simple prayer? Um, speak, Lord, I'm listening. And maybe you're driving right now, or maybe you're cleaning the house, or you're watching kiddos with your AirPods in, and you know, just listening to this this podcast. Um, would you take a second, just pause and think through, like, God, what are you asking me to do? Yeah. And uh, I, I really do think if we pray and we ask that, like. The Holy Spirit will speak to us. He'll convict. He'll he'll share with us and show us what our next steps are in our walk with Jesus. Um, from there, it's just mm-hmm. the the matter of will we do it? Sure. You know, are we gonna 
Are we going to walk in indifference or walk in the other direction? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. are we going to obey? And so uh, I was really excited to preach this message, talk about Jonah, and I certainly have felt, even in my own life, what does it look like to just wholly follow Jesus and be sensitive to what he's calling me to do and then actually do it. Mm-hmm. So you got any other thoughts? No, I think that's really good. I think that's a, a great encouragement just to leave off on is... is um, just to have time to, to seek to listen to what the Lord has for us. Um, is there anything else going on in the Life of Hope Church that we need to be looking forward to? We did. We had a evangelism training mm-hmm. yesterday, which was awesome. We had about really 25 was. people yeah. that stayed after, and we talked through three circles and mm-hmm. how to share the gospel. And just so neat to see people actually care to share their story and their testimony and then learn how they can leverage uh, gospel conversations yeah. in, in the lives of those around them. And so uh, that was really awesome. We'll be doing that about quarterly um, over the course of 2022. And so looking forward to having more of those coming up. And then we'll, uh, on uh, February 11th, we've got a parents' night out, which is a way that we want to resource and help parents in our our faith family. And so our Hope Kids team is going to be providing free childcare on that evening. And we'll be over at Faye's Family Learning Center. Uh, So it'll be just a great opportunity for parents to get Maybe like a an early Valentine's date, yeah. you know, and and not have to worry about trying to find babysitters and all that stuff on Valentine's, um, and just a way that we want to show some love and support to our our parents. So make sure you sign up for that online, and then we'll be kicking off uh, our our series twenty eight days of prayer in February. So February one, we'll be praying together, and really really looking forward to that. So we're we're pushing along here yeah. in twenty twenty two. God's been doing some really really neat stuff in. Hope Church, and can't wait to see what happens in the coming weeks. So if you have any questions, oh, you're more than welcome to reach out to us. You yep. can reach out to me, Chris, at HopeChurchJC.com, or Tyler at HopeChurchJC.com. Uh, if you're interested in finding out more information about Hope Church, you can go to our website, HopeChurchJC.com. That stands for John's Creek, by the way, not <laughs> Jesus Christ, although it's pretty interchangeable, I right. guess. Whichever, but, whatever works. Yeah, whatever works, but HopeChurchJC.com. Um, or you can check us out at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings at 4200 North Point Parkway, Alpharetta, Georgia, 30022. So hope you have a great week. Can't wait to see you on Sunday.